<laughs> Heidi, your friends are over here. I, know, I literally just had a carryout menu brought down Ooh. to me. Ooh. <laughs> what, would get, what would you guys like from China Express? Uh, beef with pea pods, please. Beef with pea pods. Sesame chicken yeah. is always the that's way to go. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. See, we should have all gotten together. <laughs> no respect for our craft around this part. Yeah, do you, um, you do an appetizers? I don't even know. I wasn't going to look. I was trying to stop well, the intrusion. I've interrupted everything. <laughs> Seafood Tower, who's paying? Oh, God. <laughs> and that's how the podcast ends. I just want to see them deliver a Seafood Tower to your house. Only if they come. I don't know. No. It's not happening. Fine. This is Why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Let me, I'll text Jamie. All right. And then she'll... Well, wait, then we're going to get that ding saying... No, I turned off the ringer. Okay. Whatever, it's not a new year without a little, without the bells of clarity. Ruining of the, yeah, that's true. Another podcast guest got its robe every time you hear the text go off. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I also watched Airport seventy five. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Amazing. So basically, it was just like Happy New Year. Things could be worse. There could be a stewardess flying your plane. This is true. Airport nineteen seventy five, an all new motion picture inspired by the film Airport, based on the novel by Arthur Haley. A dramatic new story with a cast of the screen's greatest names. Charlton Heston. Damn! Great pressure's dropping. Karen Black. I'm scared. George Kennedy. My wife and son are up there in that airplane. I'm going to Salt Lake City. Gloria Swanson. The hell with the jewelry. Let's put my book in here. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Susan Clark. Comedian Sid Caesar. Myrna Loy. Linda Blair. And award-winning singer Helen Reddy as Sister Ruth. Oh. It had taken off as regular flight 409, Dallas Airport to LAX. Plane, the big one, the 747. All conditions normal. And then it happened. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's like one, from one of my favorite eras of film. <clears throat> oh, by far, it's amazing. The where the lead actor is a middle-aged guy, mm-hmm. not really in shape, and wearing very tight turtlenecks. Always. Yeah, it's my but the, favorite. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. Like in that era, how you could suddenly be sexy in a tight turtleneck. Mm, that's very very true. Mm-hmm. Was Charlton Heston really on that like sexy list though? No, but it, yeah. but it it was better. I mean, he looked better there than as Moses. Well, yes, but um... <clears throat> I guess Ben Hur was probably his best. Yeah, his his peak. Yeah. Huh.
Um, In the sexy category. Right, yeah. No, because when I think Charlton Heston, I think sex appeal. Always. Yes. Or what Um, about, wasn't he on the Colbys for a while? Was he? I think he was. I think he was on the Colbys. That makes sense. The spinoff from Dynasty. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I feel we've given Charlton Heston way more time than I think we ever would have. Yeah, or should, truly. What's the best part of cosplay? Is it the cause or the play? (laughs) Well, I think you're playing for a cause. Oh. (laughs) 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 For me, it's... We do events with uh, the group that I'm a part of, and mm-hmm. we'll do these charity events. And there is kids and adults too, but the kids seeing their face, like seeing a character from the screen, there. Like I just did um, a <clears throat> with the new Star Wars movie. I was trooping at theaters, so I was in costume at the theaters, and I was a character there. And the kids, like, oh my gosh, mom, look, that's a Mandalorian! Like that's so cool. So for me, it's like that kind of aspect of it. Okay. Why do you think kids aren't afraid of a Mandalorian, but Santa makes them ball their eyes out? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. And one would think it would be the other way. Um, there is some kids that have want nothing to do with me when I'm in costume. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to. Um, but for like those kind of kids, like I'll take my helmet off and try and get them to come closer and wear the helmet. Cause once they put the helmet on, they're like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> well, I feel like the Mandalorian's probably, uh, less mercenary than Santa. Yeah. Maybe. It's true. Now at the, uh, appearance, I guess that's what we can call it that you did at the theater. Yeah. Was anyone in your group Werner Herzog? <laughs> no. There's no one there. (laughs) So can you, because I think a lot of times people get the two different things confused between Mm -hmm. like costuming, the cosplay, the LARPing, all of that. Can you just clarify a little bit to differentiate for listeners that might be old and confused like Luke? (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I do the costuming uh, cosplay of it, which that's kind of where you most people like have a character that they connect with and they like want to embody that somehow. So they create the costume that um, this character that embodies the character and they kind of go from there. Um, So I do a lot of conventions and stuff like that um, with the costumes that I make and then live action role-playing LARP. um, That's more towards, I think people still create costumes, but it's more towards the custom side and it's more of, um, Kind of almost like a live action D and D. Okay. So there is no dice rolling in what you correct. Do. Okay. Correct. <laughs> no, no dice, dice involved. Because one of my questions was, how often do you look down, see a die, and think, you know, six sides is enough? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, not not often. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. So, yes. what characters have you uh, embodied, or what characters sort of speak have spoken to you where you're like, I want to. I want to do this. Who was the first one that got you into this? So the first, my first costume that I did was actually a Tron costume. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was just my kind of my own 
uh, design with it. It wasn't really necessarily a character. Um, I just loved the sci-fi and like computers. I'm going into computer science, so it was like double with Tron. Um, but it was just so cool that I wanted to build the costume and. It was a learning curve for sure. I, if I were to do it again, I'd would hope it would be a lot better than it was. But mm. that was probably my first costume that I did. So you did your own character mm-hmm. off of. So you weren't Jeff Bridges, or you weren't the Scarecrow. You were <laughs> right. okay, your own thing. What kind of? I mean, what do you make that out of? So with the first costume that I did with Tron, um, it was kind of like piecing together stuff. So it was. Uh, black leggings, a long like black trench coat, and just kind of black materials. And then after that, the lighting, I used a EL wire. Um, so it's it was like a blue cord, basically, that lit up with battery packs. Um, that was interesting to kind of experience and mess around with. I'm not sure I'd go that route now. Because you'd be but, afraid to get wet, get it all wet. Yeah, yeah, there was that. And then it's light, so it wasn't very flexible. So movement was uh, limited based off where I had the lights. Did you have those weird little uh, lacrosse net things that they have? <laughs> yes. You did? Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Excellent. How'd you make that? Or I guess there is, they make, there's a commercial version, isn't there? Yes. Um, which I think that's what I did. It was kind of, again, like I was saying, piecing together the puzzle pieces. So it wasn't as screen accurate or movie-like uh, mm-hmm. as I would have hoped. But it was, you know, my first kind of getting into the world of cosplay. So, And that's the thing everybody's going for, like a screen accuracy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then d- different people have like different standards. Um, so with my second costume that I did, I did an interpretation of Hawkeye's costume from Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was female version of that, but it was just kind of my own interpretation of the costume. So, so what, what drew you to that character? Why did you pick that one of all the characters in the world? Well, so Hawkeye specifically, I did more towards the comic mm-hmm. uh, reasoning behind character not really towards the films um in the comics hawkeye is actually a deaf character mm-hmm. and there's a lot of i i personally feel that in the movies they kind of left out that important part where it could have connected with a lot of kids um but one thing i love about costuming in general is bringing smiles to people's faces and seeing a character that can do that and can provide people someone to relate with like he's a superhero he's fighting enemies crime with you know gods of thunder and in the comics he's deaf and it can kind of show to other people that they can do that too very cool and then jeremy renner shows up and ruins it yeah (laughs) and then there's that (laughs) yeah i love jeremy renner it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so what has been your most elaborate of the costumes you've done? My most elaborate? So I'm a part of a costuming group, um, the Mandalorian Mercs. It mm-hmm. would definitely be that one. Um, so Mandalorians are like Boba Fett or the new Disney Plus show. I can reference that now. That's awesome. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now have a center point. But it's my own character in the Star Wars universe that's a Mandalorian. So that would definitely be the most <laughs> work I've put into one. So how long did it take you to put that together? 
So kind of a while, <laughs> short answer a while. Um, I came up with the design in 2015 and oh. yeah, so it was a long, again, with like the learning curve. I had no clue sewing wise. I was very minimalistic skill and then for the armor for a mandalorian we actually use a thermal plastic so it's a expanded pvc foam board and so cutting that and shaping that was something i had never experienced or even dreamed of experiencing so again it was a very long learning curve but i'm happy with where it's at so so what was that time frame i mean because you have to learn all these skills to yeah. accomplish this Right. So for me, again, like I said, it took a couple years. I had a f like wearable costume in 2017. So it was like that two-year kind of period. Mm -hmm. um, but during this time, I wasn't really investing time into the costume. I was more focused on school, soccer, which at that point was a huge investment, time investment for me. Um, but I'm, I'm a kind of person where it's not to my standards. I'm going to keep working on it. So I've been continuously working on this costume and it's been upgraded, upgraded. So at a point like now where I'm really happy with where it's at, it's been almost five years in the making. Wow. Now you said the name of the group is the Mandalorian Mertz? Yep. Yep. Now, are they also all creating their own characters in this world like you did? Or are they portraying, like, is there somebody being the Mandalorian. Yeah, so it's kind of both. Um, our group allows you to create your own character or represent a character from Star Wars, um, specifically Mandalorian. So we have Boba Fett's, Jango Fett's, and then we're working towards getting people who actually have the Mandalorian too. Okay, so like Steve Fett hasn't been done yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, Heidi, there's still a chance. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm in. It seems like the people who are involved in this world know their stuff. I mean, clearly you spend all this time to make sure your, your costume is accurate. Is it the easy one to get into once you kind of show up at a meeting or w meet up at a convention? How do you guys interact and are they readily accepting of the newbie? Oh yeah. I mean, I coming from someone who was a newbie, I met, some people at a convention and they instantly became like my kind of like role models. If I ever had like a question, they were more than willing to just kind of like open up, well, this is what I did, or this is what I found not to work. It's like I was saying, it's generally a community that has like welcome people with open arms. Obviously you'll find the outcast of people who are kind of too proud of their own work to sure the Heidi of others, the group but happens to it. everyone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's generally a really welcoming community. And if people are looking to get into it, it's definitely something where it's fun, it's a hobby, and everybody is kind of welcoming in that regard. Now if someone's in a Kirk outfit do we just give them the cold shoulder, shoulder or do we <laughs> no, welcome all comers? No. no, we welcome everyone. <laughs> okay. Wow. I've done quite a few uh, live long and prospers in my Star Wars costumes. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and somewhere George Lucas is just weeping. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. A lone tear melting into the beard. And <laughs> but couldn't the rest of the world learn a lot from that? 
Yes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if we all could do that. Mm-hmm. Sad clown, I think, is what we're... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. So if if uh, if Randy were to come with you to an event, mm-hmm. what would you We should you point make- out this is our, our um, intern to the stars. Yes. Right? Yeah. We should... Yeah. The producer. She's now a producer. Yes, that's true. She produced a guest. That's she did. some of her other producers. <laughs> Honestly. And I'm really good guest. Yeah. <laughs> but if Randy was to come with you, mm-hmm. what would you make her dress up as? Oh, dear. Werner Herzog. <laughs> yes, Werner for Luke. <laughs> she could get a promotion. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many good possibilities. Oh, I don't even know where to start with that. You can well, try. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Man, this is a hard one. There's just well, so gonna... many good possibilities that I don't know what to do. Well, I feel like Mandalorian we have to rule out. Yes. Right. Because that's something you have to earn, I feel like. That's yeah. true. You, you put this in your time. This is the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's out. Um Jedi seems a bit again, maybe reaching above your pay grade, perhaps <laughs> your first time out. I mean, right? if you wanted to do it, anybody can do it. Really, though? Yeah. Let's be yes, yes, no, absolutely. Hmm. Could she be Wedge? Oh, <laughs> I support that. Uh, <laughs> I support that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, that's a wedge Antilles or, or Greedo, right? <laughs> Just throwing a Greedo, yeah. <laughs> I actually met the uh, actor for Greedo a little bit ago. And Excuse we me, have, what? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our, uh, one of my friends, he has a Mandalorian, but he has a like Greedo um, mask. So he wore that with his Mandalorian kit and like went and got. One of his toy uh, action figures that Thank he you. has. Oh, Greedo, sorry. I am all unraveling. I corrected. I corrected. <laughs> um, but he got it signed and it was really cool. That is very That's cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Where was he? Uh, we were at Grand Rapids Comic Con. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Now, were you able to get to the bottom of who shot first? Well, I mean, if you're asking me, I would say Han, but well, <laughs> other people true. think differently. <laughs> I'm just wondering what Greedo says. Um, yeah, he kind of just like gave us a little cold shoulder on that one. Like, that's a subject. <laughs> it's just like yeah, he's sensitive true. about that one. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like that's his bread and butter. That's why people still care, right? Mm-hmm, right. But I'm not here to tell Greedo how to do his business. What's the bathroom situation like at a con? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, uh, it depends. So for me, my the under like flight suit for my costume is two piece so i can take my armor on my torso off and then just run to the bathroom real quick other people will have to like fully de-kit or like take their costume all the way off because it's an actual full flight suit do you think you'll do this forever in some regard yes i it's definitely something that I've spent a lot of time into and it's become like a passion for me. Um, and I, with the groups and like the people that I've met, the age range is, you know, from whenever it's, it's not really about the age. Don't say one to 100. I'm not going to give you a number. Do you ever loan out 
your costumes or do you ever make them for anyone else? I have helped people make their costumes. I've never actually like done a commission where um, I fully make it for them. For me, it's always been like helping people learn and get them involved. And because for me, when I built my costume, there's a certain sense of pride and being able to have this creation and say, this is my pride and baby, like this is, this is mine. Um, so I try and help more than I do commission. Um, eventually once I'm more confident in my abilities, I might open up and offer more of a commission base, but that's probably for the future. What is it about sci-fi that you love so much like what is it that drew you to it long before you were at the conventions what do you love about it yeah so sci-fi specifically i mean it was always it always started with star wars for me um it was something my family would watch just together we would all come together watch star wars and that was just our family thing um so for me like that was the initial draw and then branching out into things like transformers or tron like i was saying where computer science is an avenue for me to kind of pursue these unthinkable things in a reality form. So like that's kind of been like the branch gap and then that's pursued me to look further and further because these giant robots, you know, in Transformers can be assisted with a little kid who's working behind a keyboard doing code. It's interesting. It seems like all the characters you're creating, they're characters that, you are creating that Mm -hmm. you're not you're not portraying somebody already of this world of this canon is there a reason for that do you think there's a reason for it that even hawkeye you're like well i don't want to do this version i want to do one that has these elements yeah you're you're mixing and matching is that something you see a lot or why do you think it is that you are so focused on making something yeah for me specifically it's always been about well i'm a very short person who doesn't fit a lot of the stereotypical screen played characters and stuff like that so for me i'm the kind of person where if i'm going to do it i want to do it 110 percent to my Mm -hmm. ability so i'm not going to be able to represent you know this (laughs) you know however tall these actors are and that kind of stuff so for me creating my own interpretation is still representing the character, but in a way that I can be extremely proud of it. Okay. Cause I was going to say, sure. Thanos is out, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've got Tony Stark, you've got black widow. You have right. options. Um, this is true. I didn't know if that was, you know, yeah, there is like a couple characters that I do look to be doing in the future. Like I want to do an Arya Stark cosplay. Okay. Um, right, cool. It's like, yeah, that's again, like one that I could fit a little bit better and be comfortable in, I guess. So. Oh my god. See, I'm way too tall for Arya Stark, but I want to be Arya Stark. I'd be like, yeah, Girl. I love her so much. <laughs> She's the best. She is. So is the whole group about creating these costumes, hanging out, and that, that interaction that comes from making the thing? Or is there something you guys go out and do once you're in costume and you're at a convention? Yeah, so it after? kind of varies per um, person's experience. I know with my Mandalorian costuming group, we're kind of like a second family. So like, we'll go do like grab dinner, like, Hey, are you in town? Like, let's just hang out and like that kind of stuff. Um, and I know like I've met a lot of good people through costuming at conventions that are now my friends where if we're like 
near each other it's like hey let's just go grab lunch and like that kind of stuff so it starts out as costuming and as common people with common interests but it kind of branches out into friendship and so after you kind of end this five-year journey to make your perfect mandalorian costume what's next where you go from here you just start up on the next one (laughs) our group says uh they have a joke that you're never done with your costume you know you'll do a troop or an event or you'll go to a co- convention and it's like oh man i wish i had this and then it's like well how could i do that right. or uh so i mean for me well we did a we've walked in some holiday parades and my costume my current costume is not built for the cold let me tell mm. you that right now <laughs> i freeze in december oh. um so i've well, been all working those on jakku and yeah, yeah, they're all they're one places right. tatooine yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. all desert planets with yeah. sand um but, but let's yeah. not blame the costume for that one that's, that's true you're in the that's... wrong location yeah <laughs> Be sure to follow Why the Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our YouTube channel for some additional great Why content. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?